Hey, Peace Knicks. This is the anniversary episode. It's been a year since we first launched, and what a year it has been. First things first, I'd like to start with thanking Twiggy Branches for letting us use his music for intro and outro. That song is Dr. Dealer. Are you my doctor or are you my dealer? And the thanks to Twiggy's creator, who is himself actually Twiggy, Kevin McGinnis, who has been instrumental in helping us book guests. For this anniversary special, I got Michael O'Neill and DJ Big John, who were our first two guests live in the studio. No Zoom this week. And also, a thanks to my sister Kristen Jones, who I wanted to get to join us on Zoom, as she was our third guest. And the first three uh, episodes were all released at the same time, so I wanted to have all three of us together. But, um... She is busy building houses in the North Carolina mountains with her husband and their company, Jones Construction. And she did not have Wi-Fi. But uh, we ended up going off topic enough talking about music and death and suicide and all kinds of stuff. So she might be glad she couldn't make it. Or who knows? She may have been the glue we needed. But honestly, the tangents are what made it authentic and great. Either way, thanks, Kristen, for being on the podcast. And thanks to everyone who has been a part of this. It's been a ride to say the least, and we are going to keep on keeping on. So let's light this blunt inside of a 1999 Mitsubishi Galant and atmo the fuck out of it until we are all stoned out of our mind like we did back in high school. I love you all, and peace, Nicks. Happy anniversary. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug Drugs are menacing our society. Any thoughts on the drug problem? I had a great time doing drugs. So tonight, from our family to yours, from our home to yours, thank you for joining us. This is the piece on drugs. On drugs. <laughs> well, that's how he's like, we, we like this candle. And then well, I keep well, all the wax. Well, no, it's, not, it's just so, <laughs> it's it's so full yeah. with wax. It's in the other room. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that's what I got a new one for today. I was like, fuck it. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, if anybody, so if we're, if we're on right now, I'll say thank you guys for coming over here. Oh, you're, then you light it. Well, you can wait and do it like that. Let's do it. Yeah. We're light. We're talking about the candle from the first episode. First few episodes, there was a candle involved. Yeah. There was going to be a ceremony that didn't stick. But it also wouldn't, it doesn't work well on Zoom. Most of my podcasts now are on Zoom. So. Yeah, oh. yeah. So this is just for in-house interviews. That's it. So, right. uh, so cheers. Cheers. I am Good to be back, man. Yeah. So this is the anniversary special. It's been a year since I started this. And it's moving along. It's been yeah. a lot more work than I thought. With, I don't know what I thought, though. You know, I, was yeah. just like, I just dived in, you know, dove in not knowing what, what this was going to be and how to do it. I was like, if you, just, if you think about it too much, it's not going to happen. It's that, uh, it was in the Zen book I read with... Jeff Bridges about the dude. It was based on the dude's character. That have, like uh, these people consider the fictional character of the dude from the Big Lebowski uh, a Zen master because yeah. he just kept his cold school through the whole movie. He abides. Yeah. But uh, one of the th- things was like just roll the fucking ball. Like, yeah. like just go. Sometimes you just got to bowl. Like you can't sit there if you overthink it for too long. You'll, you're gonna mess it up. Like just do yeah, it. you gotta dive in. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I did with this shit, man. And it was like. Fun for at first, and then it started. Then it became like, all right, I've talked to all my people I know personally. Yeah. That you know, that have something to say about what we're talking about, and then it just be, kind of became like, all right, I'll just get musicians on, I'll talk music, and then it was kind of losing its steam. It's like this isn't even on. It's not what the piece on drugs is about. 
And then my buddy started helping me on uh, Twitter. And we just started going through, reaching out to authors and got a lot of responses. So it's yeah, been, it's been I've great. noticed. Yeah, I was yeah. listening to the podcast. It's really informative and it's it's good. You know, the message is definitely being broadcast properly, I feel, you know. Thank you. And then, I've thank learned you. a lot, honestly. I, yeah. I thought I knew about drug, oh, and drug culture. And I, was, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like you you're just just doing the interviews is just like just self informative you know exactly you get you to know? talk to these people yeah yep. make it it opens your eyes man to a lot of stuff also it's kind of messed up like the, what you learn you're like oh now I, now I see what's really going on like remember mm-hmm. the first podcast we did and I said well I don't think it says nefarious they just they're trying to to help us but they're just doing it the wrong way and you're and you're like well you're more conspiratorial minded. But no, I, yeah. I, but now after researching it, <laughs> after researching it, I'm like, there's, there's, it's all nefarious. It's 100. Yeah, percent what, what the whole thing is, is, is it's, it's an industry, and it's, a, yeah, it's an economy that relies on people. Oh yeah, it, it, it's too deep. That's like, there's just so many reasons why getting the ban lift up on drugs is, it's just almost out of sight. You know, the possibility of it just because of the government and what they get from it and. What they do, they use money and funds. They've done it. The yeah. sale of drugs is the CIA's way of getting money for Contras and, and all kinds of just propaganda conflicts and stuff. It's like, that's one of the reasons. That's one of like a thousand. <laughs> it is. Uh, also, I was you know? thinking, you know, because with the industry, you have the all the jobs in the prisons. Um, yeah. But if you think about it, the, the, the number is the, govern, the government spends like $58 billion a year yeah. on the war on drugs. But what's the actual number being spent? Because that's just taxpayer money that the government's spending. What about all the court costs the people are paying? Yeah. And the lawyers. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's all those costs also. And then um, the, the economic costs of not, not, not having employment from a criminal record. Right. I mean, it's everything. I mean, everyone suffers. You know, the society it's basically puts a crutches society, man. You know. When you're locking people up for getting high, it's just nonviolent crimes, man. You know, like it's just unjust. And it's like, have you ever been <laughs> arrested for, for cannabis? No, luckily, I have not. I've been caught with it and uh, excused. Really? In a small amount. Yeah. You know, like a, yeah. I was caught with a dugout one time mm-hmm. in a rented vehicle. So I stuffed it in the seat, you know, like, and. I didn't know that was there. This, this isn't my car. It's real. You know? um, so it was that kind of thing. And I was like, well. Yeah. That's, you're like, well, you're white. Close so. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the other part of that, you know. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember that. When I've, I've, when I've told people, like, man, I must be so lucky. And, like, you know, I because I get, like, let go all the time, you know. And, and I'm like, man, I'm just, like, you know, like, the cops are always cool to me, man. You know, like. I just talk to them like you know, like respectfully, and like they they treat me. I mean, I just you know, and then and then my you know my Latino friends is well because you're white, stupid, and I'm like, yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> you know, you just take it for granted. You don't realize it, you know. Like, the, but the racism part is like you know, bad man with that shit. I, yeah, I remember when I was young, sitting in a cop car, drunk, like like when I was like eighteen. Yeah. Filling out a report about you know get my ticket and so, like sitting in the cop car drunk as shit and then the cops are like all right you know see you later yeah. and one time we were on LSD and uh, my buddy re- I ran a stop sign and somebody hit him and we were all tripping and one at a time we sat in the cop car took gave him a story like the dashboard's melting I'm like the, I like it was the most intense you anxiety. always had to have the same story and I got out and the cops was like all right guys you know good see you later it's yeah like, what yeah yeah I had a I had a cop. Um, um, come in because this, this guy I was with up in Tampa, we went up to see like a, 
um, concert up there and um, this chick just flipped out and she was pregnant and like, she had no business going to this corn concert we were going to in Tampa fucking corn <laughs> yeah I was young man it was like, <laughs> I, like, I liked corn when I was in high school yeah it was like high school it was just it was right at, like I think I was a senior in high school or something like that and then uh, we took acid you know at the show and then we were, a corn we were on a, yeah <laughs> How was that? It, it, it didn't enhance the, the music at all. It, it, just, <laughs> it was like, you know what? You know what? Like LSD for me is like, man, why did I do this in public? You know, like it's just because everybody's faces are all fucked up. Oh, yeah. Know? It's and not it's a like, fun thing to do. In it's public. like kind of like being in a horror show, you know? Really? It's like, <laughs> well, no, it's well, more fun when you have like a small group. And look at face and like look at people. I mean, now oh, I think that concerts are ideal. Actually, I was going to say, no, yeah. concerts, 100%. I don't really consider that public, but corn is not really, it's a not, mm. It's more public because the people there aren't the people like that I'm, I don't know, my saying Vibing right? with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I right. mean, if, you know, and there's For a lot sure. of For sure, it was like, that. Tool. We just I mean, saw there were fucking oh, amazing. I would love it. Yeah, yeah, I would love Oh, my, yeah, I heard about that shit. I had a lot of friends who went to that. The best I've ever seen them. Like, I think because they went streaming, that they they probably got a lot of money for this tour to promote this album. It's their first, it was probably negotiated when they negotiated with Spotify and shit. Because the, the light show and the, the, all the artwork and the Alex Gray, they even did yeah. like some old songs. They did Sober with the actual video playing, which yeah. it's Sober. Yeah, but, I could do without that one. Yeah, I could do without it. But it was just like, all right, I didn't expect to see this one. But I, then the set list online said it was, they were going to play Opiate. And they played Sober instead of Opiate. I was like, I would have much rather heard Opiate. Yeah, yeah. The new album it's is fucking great. incredible. You know, it's just oh, from beginning to end. I'm just blown away. Those guys are just different. Well, uh, Danny Carey's like the front man. He sits yeah. in the middle, manages behind him, and he's just like it's like he's driving a spaceship. Yeah, and he's just like and this is coming at you, and that's what I felt like on mushrooms at least. It's like this whole thing just moving <laughs> towards yeah. you. I'm so jealous. Yeah, Damn. that must have been awesome. <laughs> I saw him once, and it wasn't that fulfilling because no. of the sound and everything, and the seating we had. Was, Last time I had the same yeah, thing. It, it was a stadium, like a Jermaine-style stadium, and mm-hmm. it was an awful sound. Yeah. And this, I expected the same thing here because it was a stadium. But I think this is the money that they put in. Also, they have these brand-new speakers all around the top. Like, it sounded perfect. It was crazy. You could hear, man, everything he said. Ven- venue is everything when it comes to that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, yeah. you can you don't have the right sound, man. It's, yeah, we're going to the same place, the same... Uh, um, amphitheater, not amphitheater, but Coliseum to see um, Elton John next month. Oh, wow. How much were those tickets? I don't know. She, she's a huge <laughs> Elton John fan, so she's like, we have to oh, go. Oh, man, those are and like... I like woo. Elton John, but I'm not, she, like, she's a like diehard. Like, that's Hardcore. Oh, I'm, I mean, so, he's... This is his last tour. What's not so to I'm, love, I'm man. excited to go yeah, see it. That guy's the most incredible musician ever, man. He's incredible. That's going to be awesome. That's uh, going to be great. Well, he's had some help. He had some help, yeah. Bernie. Bernie. Well, well, Bernie yeah. wrote the words. I, well, I, used to hate, half of it. I used to hate. Well, Bernie. Well, Bernie wrote, was the lyricist, you know, and yeah. he wrote the he wrote the words, say, and though, then it, Elton did all the music. Uh, yeah, if you, but if you play when we play uh, Elton John songs, like he's like he they're very different than just a regular, you know, bunch yeah. of different key changes within it. I don't even understand a lot of why, yeah. how you use these chords in this sequence. Yeah. So to take a. Words Bernie wrote like if somebody hand me words and then to come up with what he came up with with those words to create those melodies it yeah. is a lot of, it's a lot of talent in that yeah yeah man but also yeah he, he didn't write the words but Bernie <laughs> has to get half the credit well of course yeah, yeah this is lyricist too lyrics are hard man like that was one of the you know things I started early on so I just kept you know kept at it so I yeah. I know how to do it I'm, I feel yeah. like I'm a decent lyricist but the problem I have with most music like on the radio is as soon as the lyrics come out I'm like it's just so awful. Yeah, that, and it's, and I don't mind lyrics that aren't good. I just don't want them to be obviously bad. Like, right, like, like, like my heart was shattered. Like, like, how do you say that? 
cliche, like the first time someone said my heart was shattered, the first time was yeah. probably really deep. Like, yeah. That's a great metaphor. And then when it said a million times later, like you can't use it anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hate any lyric that's about driving me crazy or going insane. <laughs> it's like, that's so overdone. Yeah. yeah. yeah find a new topic. Exactly. Yeah, that's the problem with rock, man. That's why like, it's not pop- it's as popular as it used to be. Well, it's, not, it's a problem with countries. It's probably yeah. pop. All pop, pop, pop music. Pop music. Yeah. Um. <coughs> well, I'm a DJ, so honestly, uh, 90% of the music I play is all throwbacks and maybe small percent like new stuff because mm-hmm. of just the music isn't good. Yeah. You know, and people aren't vibing with it or identifying with it. I see it in the clubs every night, you know, and they're, they, they're, they're, they're into like nostalgic hits from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Are we talking about dance music here? I'm talking about all kind of music. I don't just do dance music. I do every, I play everything. I play rock. I play uh, hip hop. I play um, just uh, a lot of like disco, like dance music as well too. But honestly, and I do some rock and country and I play, I play whatever, you know, depends on the venue. All right. But it's all stuff from all those all those genres. It's all stuff that's throwbacks, like no, nothing new. It's an occasional hip hop song might work, but no new like rock or pop, yeah. really. But, and you don't do any of the DJing like the uh, EDM kind of style. Uh, I'm no no open format. Did you ever, I, did you ever I used to, oh I did. That's yeah. what I started out doing. Yeah. You know when I was in college and I was playing in Miami and Gainesville and all that. But yeah. I listen to a lot of, I don't know if it's, 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 now it's EDM, but it's, yeah. a, it's sort of EDM. Mm. It's like world music, but with the DJ, but there's also a flute player. They have a live band. I don't know. It's, it's called, have you heard Spongle? Spongle, yes. Spongle. Yeah. Yes, Spongle. Yep. I love them. Yeah. They're like, they're outside of the box. Yeah, every time I try to find a band that's like them or a DJ that's like them, and it's just it's too yeah. too techno for me. Yeah, like they, right. They're able to keep it a little bit more interesting. Right. Yeah. When I say new music, I mean like I'm talking like top forty new music. You know, not like EDM and all the electronica stuff. That's they turn and burn those things out, man. Like every month. Yeah. That kind of music only it's only hot. It's like a, I used to call it like a match. You just light it, and it's only hot for like four weeks, and then. it's... Yeah. Next, <laughs> it's disposable music. You don't even need a keyboard to make it anymore. <laughs> no, use a laptop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. I, I wrote a whole, whole rap song beat and everything just on my laptop while I was on a plane because I was bored. Yeah, yeah, drum loops track. and you like build yeah. the bass line and then you just keep adding loops and it's yeah, it's just something fun to do. But yeah, it's yeah. become too easy almost. Yeah. Well. I say that, but I told my buddy who loves rap music, who's not a musician, I told him about the program. I was like, do you have to use it? And I realized, well, you have to at least be a musician to understand music theory a little bit. You can't just build it, you know, look at the keyboard and put notes together if you don't know. Yeah. No. Some background in it. But. you got to have some new, some musical theory, theory, you know. What's that? I was just looking at you. <laughs> the beluga. Um, so, I, so, yeah, I was on my way to uh, Captiva. And I was listening to NPR about the, the um, what's going on in Russia, and they really just announced that they're closing uh, imports of Russian vodka. And I literally was pulling up to a liquor store right beside where I play, and I was like, oh, I'm hopping here and grab a bottle of Russian vodka. Just because at yeah. this point, also like like my wife's like, how are you going to support Russia? I'm like, well, it's not supporting Russia. I'm supporting the models. The <laughs> well, I mean, we already shop. paid for they, it. Yeah, they already bought it. From the <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the deal's been done. I'm supporting yeah. the company that bought it. And, the, and this is the best they had. They actually were already sold out of a lot of it when I got oh, there. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I need to hang out yeah. on my vodka well, then. Today we went to, um, and the bill hasn't even passed yet. They, they can yeah. still import. But we went to the ABC store here. They had no Russian vodka. And I was like, yeah. oh, did that shit fly off the shelves? He's like, no, we pulled it. 
company policy. They were like, we're not All these companies it. are pulling out of Russia, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we're drinking Stoli right now. I thought Moscow mules would be fitting, and this is not in any way saying I support at all what Russia's doing. No. I, I, but I do think, though, I mean, I, I feel really bad for the Ukrainians, but um, I think and, and much what they're going through is worse than what the Russians are going through, the people. But the yeah. people in Russia are also suffering who don't want this war. Like, could you imagine when yeah. we invaded Iraq, yeah. if the no, rest of the world dead. shut us off and we got and we were, yeah. all of a sudden we couldn't work because our government pulled that shit. Yeah, the people aren't supporting it, you know. Exactly. That's, and then that's why it's he's going to fail unless he does something stupid and hopefully he doesn't. Um it's not going to happen, you know. Like it's just because of all the people are going to rise up against them. They're they're getting they're taken away because we're basically essentially Americanizing a lot of aspects as far as like companies that we have over there and their culture, our culture is embedded over there in their culture and even like the people from the Ukraine have said, "Yeah, I mean, our society is half Americanized, you know, we're really more like our culture is more based on you guys, yeah, and the Russians too. You know, there's they, they they like they love all the shit that we have, yeah. I mean, you know, and the people are gonna get pissed, man, when they can't, you know, like they're gonna pull out, you know, and they pull McDonald's out, watch, they pull, <laughs> they, they pull it out, right? I think so. I think, I mean, they, they're all gonna follow suit, okay? So, I mean, eventually, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be back to like. When it was the Soviet Union again, when they didn't have any options and they had yeah. to stand in line for toilet paper, they don't want to go back to that shit, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, that Putin doesn't have a chance. Um, well, he's got nukes. What he's gonna do? Well, that's he, the issue. Well, that is that's the whole. That's why we're having a conversation. Yeah. When you hear about the no fly zone, I, I hear he's got nukes, man. It. That's why it's like you know, fuck. I'd say see, send SEAL Team Six in there, man. Take that motherfucker yeah, out. I listen dude. to this podcast. Some CIA covert uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's possible. James Bond. Well, I know. Like. Well, Trump said we should. <laughs> Twenty years. Yeah. I read something that said Trump at some rally. He said that we should paint Chinese flags on our planes and shoot at the Russians, and yeah. then but they, we'll tell China to just let them go to war. Like that's the kind of shit we'd be hearing right yeah, now right. still in office. <laughs> Thank Brilliant God that I'm just <laughs> Brilliant. Why didn't we think of this? Genius. <laughs> Why are all the Chinese white guys now? So Yeah. I wasn't impacted by this embargo. I just I'm not a vodka drinker shit. Oh, I'm not either. Yeah. I didn't go buy it because I'm like, oh I better get that vodka I drink. Yeah. And also I didn't realize how much vodka that I'm used to drinking is not Russian. Grey Goose, the Belvedere, like none of them are Russian vodkas. The only one Tito's is, is American too. Austin. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was every vodka. I was like, "What about Scott, California?" I was like, "Gee, like none of them." Mm-hmm. Stoli's the one, only one that was pulled from the shelf that I was able to find at Publix. But it's also bottled in Lithuania. I think it's just owned by like a, a Russian company. It's not even yeah. really a Russian vodka. This right. is the Russian vodka, the Beluga. That's just straight up Russian. Yeah. But there's Beluga Gold. That's like really good shit. This is just medium quality vodka. Sweet makes me like having like a collection. With, it's, yeah. like, it's like having a Cuban cigar. Yeah. The difference is a cigar will go bad. You have to smoke it. That'll just that'll be fine. They don't have a good humidor, at least. Uh, how long will they last in the humidor? I have no idea. It won't be forever, though. It, it, yeah, everything has a shelf life, I guess. Oh, I guess, though, they are a few years old when you get them, right? Like, like this is a 2015, yeah. Because when I go buy a cigar, it'll be like, this is a 2015, and And they're all in humidors, so. Yeah. yeah. I, well, think, I think you can freeze them, too. Yeah. It's like people put their cigarettes in the freezer. So Jake they do. It too. actually works. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of cigarettes. freezer cigarettes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do your commercial. <laughs> All right. Not sure if you caught what was happening there, but I had my sponsor's product sitting on a little table. 
These are the cream cigarettes by Sugar. You can buy them at sugarcali.com. And so they're sitting on the table, and I was making a joke like, let's light one up. But the truth is, I hadn't tried them yet. And I wasn't sure that I was going to like them, and I didn't want to light them up and be like, oh, this is disgusting, and bash my sponsor on the podcast. Now, had I found them disgusting, I would not have keep, uh, kept advertising for them. But I didn't want to just bash my first sponsor on a, a website. But after the podcast, Mike and I did try. We tried the uh, original flavor, and I was really, really impressed. I actually really enjoyed it. And then my wife and I, she tried one. She liked it. We tried the vanilla flavor and the peppermint afterwards and loved all three. And I'm not just saying that because they're my first sponsor. I thoroughly enjoy these this product. It's a hemp cigarette, and their brand is finally a hemp cigarette that doesn't taste like shit. That is their motto. So if you want to support the podcast or you want to try their products, go to sugarcali.com, make your purchase, and put in the offer code PEACE15, P-E-A-C-E-1-5, PEACE15. When you check out, you will get 15% off your purchase. All right, let's go back to the podcast. Sweden makes good vodka, so you're not going to run out of good vodka. France, France makes, I mean, well, Swedish the vodka is good. Belvedere, I got some Belvedere. We'll never there. go to war with Sweden, so we'll be fine. Sweden. I can't believe they actually took a side this time. Yeah. I mean, it is bad. Switzerland. Switzerland, yes. No, oh, Switzerland's not neutral. I mean, what? Sweden, the, new, the yeah, neutral Sweden. Yeah, I was like, no. pick a side, though. <laughs> Swedes, they stay out of everything, really. But yeah, but Swiss, like, really, they actually, they're not neutral. They picked a side. They, yes, Switzerland picked this. Well, they they did the same thing all the other countries are doing. They put um, what is it? Sanctions. Sanctions, sanctions. sanctions. on. Okay. Yeah. Ah, this word that I've, you hear a million times, you can't mm. think of it. So I got some cards here. Some ideas yeah. for talking points. Um, I was going to start with just the first episode with some of the stuff we already talked about. One was about the um, we mentioned, you know, like every president. Sorry, we're just diving right back from the the war in Russia to the war on drugs. Yeah. But um. We were talking about like presidents and their policies and how every pres- every president has made the war on drugs worse, and um, and we said well except for Trump he pulled some stuff back, yeah. and I don't um, Trump was was not like what was if it wasn't for COVID there was more stuff bad stuff that was going to happen with the war on drugs but Trump was yeah. on record saying we should do more like the Philippines and, and commended uh, Rodrigo Duterte on the Philippines oh, on his handling of the drug problem on the massacre yeah. on the that, massacre that made yeah. the 12,000 people yeah, that died he was in love with dictators for some reason he was oh, he was. oh yeah he still is yeah oh, he, he's, he's, they're playing what he's saying about Putin is being played on state TV bringing it back to Russia he, his fantasy is di- to be a dictator he's like when he went to Korea and he's like those people really love that man and they, they just yeah it's genuine the, the love <laughs> is like, <laughs> it's just outstanding what he's doing here and I'm like oh my god like the guy if you don't love him they murder you like that's he, this is like this is our president saying this right now yeah. like the guy just kills people if they don't fucking like worship him man it's fucked up like <laughs> Kim Jong Un like that's that guy is a, a, a murderous Pig man, he's like he's great. He's got a great thing going here. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> for him, <laughs> yeah, it's a hell of a racket. I wish America can get it. Wish America was more like that, you know? Yeah, well, that's why he Dick wanted to run the country like he's the CEO. Like yeah. he can't just be fired because somebody voted. That's yeah. not how. Oh, you don't like it? Work. Die. That's how yeah. they fire you in Korea. They just kill you. But yeah, so the Rodrigo, um, <laughs> the Torte guy that he uh, commended on for his handling of the drug problem. Here's a quote from Rodrigo Duterte. Hitler massacred 3 million Jews. Now there are 3 million drug addicts. I'd be happy to slaughter them. 
Wow. Mm. And now, if you think about drug, uh, like when you're slaughtering people for drugs, or even so that's or including even his own family and loved ones, everyone. No, actually, yeah. I think he, he himself was a fentanyl addict. I read somewhere. That oh, really? Like in the closet. I read that somewhere. Out, oh, of course. But they said yeah. that he had addiction. That he, you know, he doesn't give a fuck about that drugs. It's a, it's a political tool. And a totally. Lot of, it's, a, it's a form of control. Yep. That these countries use it, and I brought that up in this podcast. Like, if, yep. it's not working for fifty-eight billion dollars a year. No. How much more do we have to spend to make it work? Yeah. We could go to, to methods like China. Also, is very bad with uh, the, you know, treating drugs, and you will make, might have less people do drugs if they think they're going to be beheaded right but is that worth it to do yeah. that maybe we right. go maybe we try what porch with it and not behead people and right. not spend money and just let people do some drugs yeah like, yep that's the thing it's just a uh, place and will you can't do it and there are evidence that hey, just let people do people are going to get high and they're going to do drugs so i know i am you know yeah me too and um hell i mean everybody takes some kind of stimulant well, what we're drinking right here <laughs> this right here alcohol is the worst this is the most dangerous drug and it's oh, legal. I, po- I posted it on uh, I posted on Facts. social media when I went to that. More bar. people die from this shit. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> in, in car accidents and domestic violence and oh man, yeah. There was a sign in your bar at um, what's the name? Eden. Eden. Uh, oh, don't do drugs in the bathroom. Yeah, that was, I was like, I was, so I said, so we can't drink here. They, like, just no, drink. they just do that. They just do that because they don't want people to think this is a drug environment because well, they like because they're the gay community and they're exactly. looked at and like you know like they they so they have to be careful with that. Oh shit. no, no, I because they're they're scr- discriminated against. You know. Oh no, I hundred yeah. percent know. And I had yeah. I had um uh, the guy yeah. wrote Gay Mafia. He's a, an older gentleman lives downtown. He was explaining that he was like, yeah. he's like, gay clubs have been raided more than any other clubs. Oh yeah, because I worked in gay clubs for years, man. In, yeah, and he, like he said, yeah, because totally. there's this whole bias that they're all do, that gay people like to do drugs. It's like, yeah. yeah, but I play at bars, so I can name three coke dealers and people in the bathroom doing blow. But it's not a gay bar, and there's no risk of in, cops coming. People in are doing and, blow in every bar, man. Exactly. Exactly. About. <laughs> <laughs> How risky is that these days? I mean, honestly, it's, it's pretty rampant. I mean, I work in clubs. I see it constantly, man. The I see fentanyl? There not was fentanyl. The, no, in the yeah, hope, cocaine. And, oh, well, that. Well, I had a friend pass away. He died from that. My buddy Nick, he died. He was doing uh, some blow with some friends. And he, he just, and then some person came over they didn't really know that well. And then he did some shit, and he, died. he killed him, you know, because... It was had and it was he had fentanyl in the system. He didn't do that shit. Right. No, ever. He was not an opiate guy at all. They he was like you know, own company, own businesses here and stuff. Uh, what he he owned the um, the well, not the purple mushroom but the treasure chest. You know the treasure chest. You no. know that that head shop treasure chest in North Fort Myers. Yeah, uh-huh. that's he. He was the owner of that place. Really. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, like you can get test kits for that shit, though. You know, if you buy, you know. Oh, you can, and I've said on my opioid crisis special, I've talked about that. You can order them right on Amazon, test yeah. your drugs, and you really need. My to wife them. went and got them. She's like, "You're you're fucking getting test strips, and you're testing that shit." Also, like ecstasy, yeah. it's and I don't now. buy from like other people. I have one guy that I know, and that's the thing. If you gotta you gotta trust your drug dealer. You know, like you gotta. Yeah. I've heard you, get, some, you can't I've heard, have a. You can't be hanging out. You can't yeah. be buying drugs from sketch motherfuckers. Yeah, but I've also heard you that you just gotta know, like you get from people that are just on on the up and up, good people that have families and they got their shit together. Right, but it's all coming Those from the guys. cartels, and well, yeah, sometimes, the thing, sometimes like, they get he, mixed up on the same where they're cutting fentanyl. Cutting right, fentanyl. this but, is what I've heard. This also could be an exaggeration. Cause well, I he tested, but the weird thing is, it's showing up in everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh it's in it's Pills. in yeah. it's in Xanax bars. Well, fake Xanax bars. Obviously. You know, conspiracy. There's conspiracy theories out there about the what the fentanyl thing is. It's just uh, 
they're basically just trying to thin the herd and and and, and kill the drug culture out. You know, it's, you can't it's, kill the drug culture by killing you're never going to do that. I know, but the next generation comes up and exactly. they've also had, had problems. Yeah, yeah. they're trying to like them. they're trying to like yeah, that's some you know genocidal thing that I heard people talk oh, about. Oh, but speaking <laughs> of genocide, that was one of the things I was talking about. Is yeah. because addiction is a there's a genetic uh, trick like people that are more inclined to addiction. Yeah. It's a, it's a certain gene that they're finding and certain people that makes it much more risk of having addiction. So is killing people that have addiction problems or or even letting them die just a form of gen- genocide since literally it's a genetic thing. Yeah. Like we're just wipe those people out or let them wipe themselves out by and even if it's not the government, you know, purposely putting fentanyl on there, I don't think that's the case personally. Yeah. But they're still killing. I know it's it's. They, it's, they are, I know, they I know, are I don't doing think, it by not legalizing I, drugs. It's just I, you know it's a conspiracy that I actually I don't really think it's real. I, I mean, mean I just, the, the thing is, the government doesn't shit have to. That people are saying, but the government yeah. doesn't have to do that. They don't have to do that You're because right. because they just keep drugs yeah. outlawed. What's the the fentanyl's going to keep coming in. They it's going to keep shit. coming in. Yeah, yeah. I know. And the whole thing with putting an opiate in a, in a in a upper, you know, yeah. in a cocaine, it's just like speedball. Yeah. Right. And it's, I did smoke heroin once. Did a line of cocaine afterwards, and it was awesome. Like, yeah, I really. Well, the only that. thing I mean, it's not like you're cutting it like to get like extra weight so you can charge more for the cocaine because it's like the, the minute little tiny bit. I think actually it's right. not gonna make. It's not gonna yeah, make. I don't understand the rest. So I don't see why it. the cartels would be doing it. No, I think it's accident. I think it's seized shit and 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 oh, it could be like fucked and then, with and then put back out there. Because why would the cartels want to kill off their clientele? Or some just sick. We're talking a hundred, hundred and fifty billion dollar a year profits these cartels are taking in. Well, think about like think about uh, this. why like, would they want to kill us off? <laughs> they might not, but think about if you think about serial. That killers, makes no fucking sense. Like people that actually want to kill people, and these people yeah. exist all over the place. That actually, yeah. you know, serial killers, murderers, people that you know. I mean, I'm not saying like they're on every block, but there's they're out there. How easy would it be a serial killer to never get caught if you just your method of killing was fentanyl? You could put it in whatever you wanted to. I don't see how that would give them a satisfaction though. That's, so it's, it's the being there when it happens. Exactly. But some people they want to watch though. the lights go out. Well, th- those kind of serial killers, and actually probably most serial killers, but people that are just fucking twisted. They're like, I'm going to put some coat, I'll put some fentanyl on this bag because I don't like this dude who's coming over, that kind of shit. Like, see what happens to this motherfucker. Right, there's some statistics. Of course, like, some statistics if you're selling yourself, then it could come back and you, so you probably so, would. So, I mean, why would you? Though. A lot of drug dealers aren't rational. That's another part about it. It's like, why would you bring that heat on yourself and yeah. poison your customers? And then, like, I mean, you don't want heat on you. You're just trying to make a living here. Unless you're selling to someone. So the fentanyl thing is, like, kind of, why is it happening? six West Point cadets. (laughs) What was that? There's a recent story about six West Point cadets. I don't know if they all died, but there's a guy in jail for selling them fentanyl-laced cocaine. Really? Yeah, if we had so is this producer like, here to look up a story. So apparently there is, is there, is there, is there, is there a yeah, desire yeah. for this drug? Like is this, that, this yeah, oh, no. fentanyl, uh, what do you call it, speedball in a bag, instant speedball? Fentanyl is mostly desired So is there like addicts. a, is there people asking for this shit? They want Her- that? Heroin addicts do. And a lot of them end up on okay, fentanyl. Okay, so the, op- the opiate people, okay. Oh yeah, no, it's they, a very powerful like, opiate. And if it's cut right, it's can be a, it can be a pleasant high and be safe. Yeah. And I've, I've had people that I've known that I got you. have, you know, been basically addicted to fentanyl. So they can be zooted out on opiates but still be awake and be like, not like nodding out and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd see see him do it and be fine. Uh, Like, yeah, yeah, I just did some fentanyl. And I tried it this one time. You did? I told the story on my podcast before. Uh But I I, I wanted to try fentanyl. This is before it was a big thing. Before you knew about all the... I knew it was was a little hardcore, but I was like, let me just... So he did a line and I just like, let me try just like a little bit. And I tried a a pin, like pin fucking amount, like the smallest little amount. And I just... And I immediately, my eyes started rolling back in my head. I started throwing up. I thought I was yeah. going to die. I was oh, like, yeah. What the fuck was that? That would that, kill me, man. It was yeah. crazy. It was yeah. the craziest. I was like, I, I, 
I mean, I was sick all night. Yeah. And then um, the next day, I was like, dude, what the fuck are you on, dude? But he, he did the line was fine. But that's you know, because of uh, his tolerance. Tolerance, yeah, that's the thing. But that's, I mean, that little tiny amount was that powerful to make have you. That's why, like, had I done a line his size, I would have died immediately. I oh, promise. that would have killed you. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank God you didn't do that, man. <laughs> that's you do. Yeah. And that's another thing that can happen. If you have a fentanyl addict who has a little fentanyl hidden on a tray, it looks just like cocaine. Yeah. So if you walk, walk to the city oh, yeah, you, and you see and you see some a dollar bill roll up and oh, yeah. you'd be like, oh shit, let me get some of that. Uh-huh. Boom, and then you're dead. Yeah. I tried that's why I thought it was uh, I thought it was blow at a party one time and they were doing lines of heroin and it was white. I didn't know. You know, I've never done heroin. I don't even know what it looks like, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, you know, they're like, you want a line? I'm like, yeah, like thinking I knew what it was or something. Well, a lot of heroin, especially the that shit about killed me, man. Well, was a lot like of heroin floor, is actually fentanyl. I was sick. I was like, told them to take me to the hospital. I was like, I'm dying. <laughs> like, when, when was when was this? How long ago? Uh, fuck, about twenty years ago. Okay, so there's yeah. a good chance it was heroin back then. Yeah, it still could have been fentanyl, but now, nowadays a lot of yeah, a lot of heroin before is all the fentanyl, fentanyl stuff. Yeah, yeah. but uh, heroin itself isn't nearly as dangerous. Um, no, but it made me sick as a dog. Oh, it'll make you sick. Like it's instantly, yeah, it was yeah. the worst time. I was like, why do people do this? It's yeah, like, you, but you, you did too much. So if you would have done, I always that, yeah. that right with opiates. Yeah, like, I guess it's fun. I love you know, it. I go to part. You know, I used to go. I you know, I used I to go to all that. the after parties, and so I would be hanging out with people I didn't fucking know. You know, all the time, after parties. You know. Well, there's a lot of opiates in uh, ecstasy, right? Like whoever makes them will be like, let's put this, um, this one actually, they yeah, actually they have a uh, in the club scene. We have a dirty pill, and the dirty pill was heroin in it, and then the, the, the MDMA, and then it had some kind of uh, it, it was with a with a with a methamphetamine. So you had a so you had a dirty pill and you had a clean pill. So the meth pills were called clean pills. There was MDMA and meth, and then well, MDMA is meth. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is. It is DMA. Right. So yeah, but it's a molecule now, though. It's a molecule. I know. It's like one molecule. Yeah, but it's like yeah, but but then they would I guess so basically it was just MDMA. Then they put some heroin in it to kind of. Yeah. Mellow it out and then, bit, yeah, and they called it a dirty pill, and like you just sit there, and your eyes would flutter, and you're like, oh. I like the meth ones. I know, yeah, the ones I like. That made me want to get up. And see, that's that's the shit I, I want. I just wanted that. I just wanted dirty ones. I was playing a show once, and, and my, the guy was like, "Dude, how much blow did you do?" I was like, "Why?" I was like, "You're all amped." I was like, "Coke's never done this to my jaw." It's like, dude. He's like, "You play that?" I was like, "Hear me, I'm playing better. I'm playing my life." You know, I was just in it, and like, we're gonna lose our street cred, man. I was like, probably wasn't the best show. Should call it sick. <laughs> Got through a whole candle. That was <laughs> the one scared burned super fast. Yeah, it's, it's that's the skull. This was a mezcal with uh, chili peppers. Oh, right? nice! Oh, I love mezcal, man. That's cool. Let's see what else we got on here. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what went on with that about the uh, the idea that presidents haven't rolled. You know, um, been fair. Obama did do the Fair Sentencing Act, and this is almost a fucking joke. Yeah. He rolled back the you know the penalties for crack cocaine from 100 to one versus coke yeah. to 18 to one. It's a big big change, but it's like 18 to one. If you would have told me, I would have been like, that's fucking crazy. 100 to one's out of this world. One to one's the only one that makes sense. Actually, none of them should be penalized right. anyway. But the fact that Obama was like, we're gonna do yeah. something good here, and moved it to 18 to one. 18, 18 to one. What? Yeah. What? So. <laughs> have you talked about um, what Biden did with the? Like they're giving you like a, a drug kit. Have you heard about the that? harm reduction? Yeah, I heard what he yeah. said in his uh, in his state oh, of free crack pipes. Right? Free crack pipes. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
I haven't really looked into it And too a lot much, of people but... are like, he sports crack. Actually, that's the first time a president has done something like that. And yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So do you, you need to, you yeah. feel like it's progressive. It's a progressive he used the move, word, right? Har- he used the word harm reduction in the State yeah. of the Union address. And that word is taboo harm in a reduction. lot of circles. Yeah. Because harm reduction is basically like allowing clean needles, allowing yeah. safe, safe access. And that shit right there saves lives. And I talked to somebody, a, yeah, a harm right. reduction person in sure. Austin. They said they run illegal, because harm reduction sites are illegal in Texas. But they offer clean needles and they have nurses on duty that yeah. can lose their license and job for doing that. And mm-hmm. they're not addicts. They're there because they know it saves lives. And they got they became yeah. nurses because they wanted to actually help. Yeah. And that's not, it's not a problem. Oh, it's thing. a real it's thing. The fact that they can get arrested for helping save lives. That's so sad. And like A friend of mine died from that. Um, he was off heroin for 10 years. And then he had a relapse, and he had a, a rusty old dirty needle. He couldn't get a needle and jammed that into his arm, and he got an infection, and it went to his heart and killed him oh, man. From, a, from a dirty needle, an old, dirty, rusty needle. Oh, there was a story. In yeah, the, right. Which book is it? Because he couldn't get a hold of like, any clean needles. Oh, this book. I'm doing drugs. You wrote about there was a place in, I want to say it was Portland, but there, there was a bar where they had a brick. They would pull. They, they would a community needle at a bar. That they would. Oh, if you need, if you don't have a needle, go you can use the community one. And this was AIDS was going what? crazy. And this no they didn't way. know about AIDS. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. shit! And she said she got lucky. She went. She was just started using heroin. Oh and someone, my and someone God. told her. Someone said you need to bleach your needles before you use them, and, be, and taught her that. She said she probably wouldn't be here right now because fifty percent of her friends died of AIDS. This was in the late eighties. Community needle. Needles and, wow. and the government wasn't listening. The drug addicts are dying from AIDS. They're like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. That's not our problem. Yeah, and and they didn't want to look into it, but it was but it was spreading to right. to people that weren't addicts because they would fuck them, you know. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Get it from a from a yeah. needle, and then if they yeah. get pregnant, then they give birth to a kid with HIV. Mm-hmm. That was happening, and they were not like all they needed was a, a needle exchange. Liverpool, uh, they still had a needle exchange that was or actually had a heroin program, but they also, they did a, oh that's else. like the but yeah. they, they they watched the the numbers in HIV they, just plummet. They have the best clinics. Like, we need to study from what they did over there. I mean, Well, they got shut down. The conservative yeah, the they, they experiment got they, shut they're, down. They, they, it was like almost an epidemic, and then they just wiped it out. Yep, yep. You know? I mean, like, let's learn from that. <laughs> well, we can learn, learn from Portugal. The number of deaths per, yeah. I think, per a million in U.S. are 350, and they were three, I think, in um, Portugal, or six. Oh. Either way, the, the numbers are there. It's like, all right. Clearly, one way works better, and these it'd be one thing if you looked at numbers and they were a little bit higher. But when you have these drastic differences, mm. the data doesn't lie. But our government doesn't, and, and the people who vote don't seem to look, care about data and science. They don't look at mm. that and say, "Oh, that's rational." Yeah, they they pay attention to the ads like you want to legalize heroin, you want all, everybody to die like they are on the streets. Like you have to listen to the whole conversation. Yeah. You're, you're stopping right at legalized heroin, which is why I try not to start with that saying that. But, I mean, yeah, because that's where people are like, well, what are you talking about? Yeah. And <laughs> a, a politician that even agreed with you would never say it would on never, or on Because no. they, they can't. That would lose their career. Right. Credibility. Yeah, it's all about playing the game. It is. Bernie Sanders was asked, on, it was on Rogan, he said, you support the federal legalization or decriminalization of cannabis? He said, yes, of course. We're, we're 100% on that. He said, what yeah. about other drugs? No. Immediately. He's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're not right. ready for that. Yeah. And it, but it's like, I think he is for it. I think yeah. he just knew that, that even coming out to even slightly suggest that would have ruined his chances. Yep. yep. Even though it's clearly the right thing to do. Just look. At, but you can't explain it. As soon as you say I'm for legalizing, and then you start explaining why they've stopped listening. Right. Like, that's... You never see the statistics like they never bring up like you know like the prescribed drugs are killing more people than the street drugs are. Well, they were. 
Yeah. And until they stop prescribing them, yeah. they're way safer than the street drugs because once they yeah. stop prescribing Oxycontin yeah. and people are forced to the streets, then yeah. those, more, I mean, because Oxycontin was killing people by itself. Oh, yeah. But the numbers were like 10,000 a year. Yeah. And then the streets it were 60,000, 70,000. Right. Um, yeah. You had 100,000 deaths last year, but because 70 of them were. If it's government, you know, the government, they're all regulated, it's all the right. Measurements and it's exactly. all about it's, quali- like, it's all about what you take, you know. And then they're they're taking too much, you know. Exactly, not, and that's how that's how you can doctors, fix that problem. You know, if you yeah. if you had the legally Self- prescribing themselves medication, yeah. well, because what they were doing is going to a pill mill and getting way more than they needed, so yeah. that they could pay for their own prescription by selling them. Mm-hmm. So they were just getting sold as drugs in the streets without any guidance. Yeah. If those drugs, were, if if it was easy for an addict to just go to a doctor and say, "I want oxycontin for my addiction." And get the proper dosage. Yeah. None of none of the people would have died. Yeah, that it stuff was, ruined my my first wife's life. You know, she's still like on the streets. She's fifty two, and she's like man. homeless. That yeah, sucks, dude. I know. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I got custody of my kids and all that, and yeah, but uh, she never did drugs. She used to yell at me for smoking pot. Uh, she had to have a hysterectomy, and then she was prescribed oxycontins, and then that, it just went. That's that fucked up. And see, that, that's where this whole, uh, you know, the company, uh, what's the pharmaceutical company? Oh, the, um, the Sackler family. Sackler family. Sackler family, um, family yeah. It, pharmaceutical. They, they uh, uh, Purdue. Yeah, yeah. Purdue Pharma. Yeah. When, when they, they, they're having to pay, like, um, actually, basically nothing, honestly, if you look at the numbers. But it will be, like, something like $10 billion or something over, over yeah. 12 years. But right. where's that money going to go? I mean, how much of that's going to go into the politicians who got the bill signed? Yeah. Why isn't it going to your your ex-wife? Why isn't right. it going to people who actually had their life destroyed, destroyed. From, the, from the prescriptions? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not. I don't think, like, same thing with tobacco companies. They, they got sued, had to pay a bunch of money. How much of that? Uh, some of it did, and some of it will this time. They're going to make to make it look good, to make them, hey, look, we did this center here and this center here. Yeah. But the majority of it gets washed. It just mm-hmm. disappears. And, I mean, these motherfuckers, and what immediately should have happened. The Sackler family should have immediately been able to keep prescribing. To the opiates, and yeah. all profit been right back into a program to fix to help them get off of the drugs that they're addicted to. They didn't do it that way. They just nope. said, "Nope, stop prescribing, send yep. them straight to the streets." Yep, we're keeping this money. Yeah, it's and and that's they, they are because they said oh, yeah. they made like thirty billion, I think. These uh-huh. my numbers might be a little off now, but it was something like thirty billion, and then they got fined like ten billion, yeah. or it might have been fifteen billion. To pay it over a certain amount of years to where the interest that they'll make as they're paying it off was they'll have more money off of that money than they even gave. Yeah. So it's, they essentially don't lose anything from it. But again, though, I don't really blame the Sacklers the way other people do. Yes, they did predatory. They were, they're awful people. And so a lot of businessmen are, but their job is to make money. The laws are what's fucked up. Yeah. They should have been like, if, if it wasn't for the war on drugs, their, their whole scam, they would have been able to sell them legally to addicts and actually make money that way. And, and this also goes the whole different argument. Do you want it to be for profit or yeah. not? We're a kind of a profit-driven culture here. I don't know if you can get. Oh yeah, I mean, we're ca- capitalism. Of course, it's going to be for profit, you know. But a, a lot regulation of are, is everything. A lot of people on Twitter see opiates being legalized only in a in a non-profit government access only thing, and and I, I I'm totally cool with that. I think that ultimately is the best idea. But in this yeah. country, I don't know if it works that way. I don't think it should be advertised like alcohol. Like try this brand of heroin, boom, and this right. dancing. Like yeah. that shit ain't gonna do very well. This is set up as a tax write-off, you know, and then. Just, I just think that if people have money and they and they're addicted to something, and also heroin's very very cheap if you yeah. if it's legal. Yeah, you know, you, oh they yeah, they poppy. They can make it. I think what it costs to make it in the street value, it's, it's, like, it's insane the difference. So yeah, people man. will be able to afford their addictions, yeah. and then they be able to hold their jobs. And, yeah, and that that's really what you yeah. want, right? You want a yeah. functioning society that's you know happy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and um, if you give people just let people live their lives, and if you do that. It'll be fine. 
Honestly, they'll be there. There's going to be that. What's going to be? I don't know. I just I recently watched a fan documentary about Lane Staley and his dark descent. And it's like, how do you help people like that with like, mental illness? He, He's the lead singer of Allison Chains. For those yeah, he, uh, he. It was two weeks before anybody found him. Mm. He, he'd spent What's I don't know, all all of his time playing video games, doing crack, and shooting heroin. Yeah. They found him sitting on a pile of used needles, mm. mostly decayed. Yeah, TV still flickering. And no yeah. teeth. No teeth, yeah. He, Nobody he was, was checking just, on him. Yeah, his teeth fell out. Well, I mean, people watched him just kind of just... Yeah. They, 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 when they see him in public, they didn't realize it was him, and they, they just break down in tears, like, oh, my God. But they didn't, nobody yeah. knew what to do for him. Right. And how do you help somebody that's... Well, Kurt Cobain was on the same trajectory. Exactly. Before that, but he was in a bad shape. And, and like, even, I think, Courtney yeah. Love was on... Like, she, she said, well, just let him have his drug. Like, well, she yeah. said that he, she, he sought oblivion more than anybody she ever knew. Yeah, and it sounds like that's the way Lane was. You know, he just was constantly. We yeah. found it. They both did. I mean, I and I, I'm not trying to be like dark with that, but I'm saying like I mean, there's some some solace in the fact that that they, that they didn't they don't suffer anymore because it's such a tragic story. Elliot Smith was the same way. I read his yeah. story. It's like man, these people just have they just they they're bad. they don't want to be alive, but they well I say they don't want to kill themselves. Kirk Cobain finally made the decisions like fuck it, I know what I'm doing. The story of him being on the plane right before the last time he flew to uh, to Seattle, he just got out of rehab. It's a funny story. What's the lead singer of the Butthole Server's name? I don't know. Uh, he's in the punk rock scene guy, but he was in yeah. he was in rehab when Kurt was, and he said he was telling Kurt, he's like, yeah, this guy just broke out of here and climbed out the the back wall, climbed over the back wall. He's like, yeah. you, you can check yourself out here. This isn't. They were all laughing about yeah. it. So then the next day, Kurt Cobain jumped over the back wall and did the same thing and escaped. <laughs> Nobody didn't have to. Just kind of as a joke. For yeah. God, you know, like, and um and got on a plane and um and Duff McKeegan, you know, he had a he had a problem with Guns N' Roses. Like they mm. had a, a, a feud. I'm not a Guns N' Roses fan personally, but um. I grew up in Nirvana. No. I love Nirvana. But yeah, he sat yeah. beside I, Duff I, I McKeegan. Didn't, I didn't like Guns N' Roses. And Duff McKeegan said, he's like, Kurt was actually really friendly, nice. And he's like, yeah. he, and he said, he said, he was really happy to be going home. And he's like, I thought he thought he had a long tour or something. Didn't know he had just been in Seattle. So it's like, in his mind, it was like, Kurt knew. It was like, this is my final. I'm out. And he went and did a bunch of heroin. They said the point where dealers were cutting him off. They said, they, 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 really? they said he yeah. more, one dealer said, I saw him take some black tar heroin more than I've ever seen anybody shoot and shoot off at once and just... They kind of convulsed so just fall over to the side, and they went and, and like he wanted to die. And put him in the back of a car and left him there. He didn't die though, and that's when they say no way he killed himself. He had more enough heroin to kill a horse. So I was like, you don't understand how tolerance works. Uh, what would kill him would not, you know, he had that tolerance. But it wasn't when he was on heroin before he was famous. Heroin wasn't the, like it was just becoming a, a thing he did. It wasn't. But like he, he ended up shooting problem. himself, right? Yeah, he did a bunch of heroin. He did a big thing of heroin, and then he. So, allegedly, right? We, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think he did. Yeah. But what the fuck do I know? You know, yeah. we, don't, we don't really know. What do you, I mean, yeah. do you have an opinion on that? No. No? I mean, I, I, I assume he, he actually did have a shotgun. He if was, I had to bet. He lied to <laughs> us. Yeah. And he said, I, I don't swear have <laughs> I don't have a gun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Damn shame, though. It is a damn shame. He had recorded, he had studio time booked yep. with Michael Stipe from R.E.M. Oh, I'd like to hear that. Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> he was trying to go softer. He was going to unplug sound. Was like, like his yeah. fans didn't like it, but I, I liked it. I think the unplug yeah. album was oh, one of the best albums oh, I had. So good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Were you a Nirvana fan? Not as much as, uh, as far as the grunge scene goes, uh, first place goes to Soundgarden. Soundgarden for sure, man. Chris yeah. Cornell. 
Pearl Jam, <laughs> <No>. then Nirvana. <laughs> Pearl Jam over Nirvana. Yeah, and Chris Cornell so. ended up doing it. My wife saw him singing when he did the Fort Rock show. Is one of his last shows, I think, or close to the last. And uh, he was on stage, and he was just like out of it. It was just like it was horrible. You Wait, could tell he was on was something. Chris Cornell. From, oh, Chris Cornell. Yeah, from Soundgarden. It was a Soundgarden show. And he was up there singing, and it just like he had no energy. She's like, he was, it sucked. He was all like, just yeah. not with it, you know. So apparently, yeah, he was as high as fuck on heroin, you know. He ended up, I didn't know he was he was into that shit. I'm, I mean, no, he killed, he died of an overdose. No, he hung himself. Or hung himself. Yeah, he he hung committed himself. suicide. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but he, he was, was on Ativan. Well, he was on some kind of drug because she said he was fucked up. Like, and, and the show sucked. Like, it was not good. He wasn't singing good. It was like, what? The whole crowd was like, so, huh? Any better is the last man standing the grunge scene. He is. Unless you count uh, Billy Corgan. Yeah. 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 But Billy Corgan is the last front man standing. Yeah, he last front man standing. I love yeah, the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. But they, I know they weren't the Seattle grunge scene. Oh, especially Sam, Sam Jones Pilots were either uh, in California, but yeah, Scott yeah. Wyland was. And I saw Scott Wyland at Jermaine, yeah. and he had just got uh, half the tour was canceled because he had to go back to rehab, and mm-hmm. he just got out of rehab, so he was sober. And yeah. he played a great show. It was it was fucking awesome. They did you know, Dancing Days and the Zeppelin cover at the end. He was dancing, with, doing his hat thing, but like, it was just on point. I met. Glad uh, I got to see that. That's awesome. Hell yeah! I met Eddie Vedder over at the Blue Sushi. He was in town. Really? Yeah. This Eddie, was like. It was like, man, what year was it? It was like 2006 or something like that. He was visiting some friends here in Fort Myers, and he was eating sushi in there, hanging out. Hmm. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> Got to meet him, yeah. That was cool. Like, yeah, I mean, dude, Pearl Jam was awesome. So speaking of tolerance, though, when's the last time you quit anything for any significant amount of time? And did you notice any difference in your tolerance? I quit and then go back to it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I well with you know, I, with kratom, yeah, I'll quit kratom for a few months, and then if I if I take like even four pills at once, I get that buzz again. I wouldn't wouldn't get a particular. But as far as like drugs, like like Viking, when I quit Viking, I didn't really go back. It was it was too hard to get off of. So when I was done, I mean, I took it again when I got my jaw broke, you know, and shit like that. And I've taken it since, and it doesn't seem to be much much different. I don't know. I have friends that take January off for booze, like do a dry January. My wife does that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I joined them this year, and like, yeah. and I noticed like the, felt fir- good. the first, yeah, I mean, like, and it wasn't hard <laughs> for me. Like, I can do gigs and people drinking all the time. Like people offer me drinks, and I'm like, no, I'm taking it off. No, it wasn't a big deal, but I did notice like the first drink I had back was like right where I left off. Yeah, that's how I usually feel. Same with weed. I took a month yeah. off of weed. Like, I, whatever it is for me, like, I got to take more than a month off. Yeah, there's any yeah. difference. You're saturated. Now, <laughs> now with weed, my tolerance, my tolerance goes, like, tolerance, goes fast. Yeah. Like if I smoke every day, like I smoke, been smoking the last few days. Yeah, I, I'm really comfortable. I can get, smoke more and I'm good. But if I quit smoking for just a week, all of a sudden I wake up and I get high. I'll be and smoke the same amount. I'm too high. Like it just. Yeah. I have a low tolerance for cannabis, but no, me too. I but know. again, if I smoke it regularly, my tolerance goes down. Too lucky. Uh, I, I, I don't smoke it that often. It's rare. I mean, occasionally, socially, like, but I don't ever smoke like just chilling at the house. You know, like when I go out and see people, you know, here and there. You no, know, my tolerance for mushrooms has changed, and I don't yeah. do it regularly, so it doesn't. It's almost like I, my brain knows what to expect now. More last yeah. time I ate a whole eighth, and I had a great trip, but. It was not nearly as what well, you you know what it had been in the past. It was a great trip, but it, I was still like I could actually I did. I went to the bar, I skateboarded on ate the mushroom to the, to Nick and Stella's, 
And then I made the mistake. It was on my birthday. Meg was passed out. Mm. And I skateboarded there. I tripped and fell. My, my shoelace got caught in the, in the wheel, and I went flying. <laughs> and But I, I, I don't know. I just I remember, like, roll. you know, you learn to roll when you skateboard as a kid. And I rolled, and I jumped up. I was like, I did it. Like, I'm living life. And I got back on the board. I went to the bar. And there's this old guy that always offers me weed, and I never hit it when I'm going to the bar. But I was like, yeah, let me hit that. And he just kept being like, hit it some more. And I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, this is some really good shit. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I was like, all right, man. Like, you know, as soon as I walked in Nick and Stella's, I was tripping. I was like, it was all bright, bright lit in there. And I was like, I don't want to be here. And, and immediately, kicked it in, too. And I was about to turn around, but people I knew were there. Like, I don't know if you know Soto. Uh, but he worked, he's a bartender at Diamond Head where I place. He was like, Aaron, what's up? I'm like, fuck, now nah, I got to stay. It'll be weird. Yeah. So I went and sat beside him. And I was like, he just starts <laughs> talking. And he's drunk. I'm like, oh, shit, man. And I just said, hey, you know, that guy just offered me a bunch of weed. I'm really fucking high. And that kind of, I didn't have to mention the mushrooms because I had that. So I just, every time I'd say something that freaked me out, I'd be like, I'm just really high, man. Just, <laughs> and as soon as I could, I, drank, I like drank a beer as fast as I could. And it's not you, it's me. <laughs> but um, no, I quit drinking, uh, drinking all, I, it's my, one of my resolutions for 2022 was no more alcohol at my gigs and so far not one. Oh yeah? Really? And it's it, it, just the, the amount of alcohol I drink per week is just so much less from that alone. Oh man. If you're drinking I, every gig, you're drinking constantly. It's just. Oh man, I, I dude, I drink at work, man. And, like, I, and yeah. I need to fucking figure that out. I don't even miss it. I actually enjoy work now. I don't, actually, I don't, I can't get into it unless I'm like inebriated, man. Really? Like I have to get like, cause you know, like the music that I play, I'm not a fan of really. So yeah, it's kind of yeah, like, a problem. that's yeah. a thing. I know, I know. I'm a sellout. Okay. I'm a fucking sellout. But you know what? It beats a day job, man. I don't uh, like I don't like alarm clocks, man. So yeah. I'm gonna go do that shit, okay? Yeah, do that. <laughs> but honestly, I have to inebriate myself to play the shitty music, you know? And it's just like I, I wish I need to figure a way around this, you know. Well, it's like if you're, if you're a DJ, you're doing I, the the way, dancey stuff. You got yeah, it. do what you love, man. Do what you love. Yeah, you I start know, playing I modest. I live in the wrong like, city to do what I love. I, I don't live in the right city, you know. That's a problem. That I, mean, is, I bought a house here. I'm fucking stuck here, and I like being stuck here. So it's not the worst place to be yeah, stuck. Fuck, no, man. I love our town. <laughs> I talk a lot of shit about Fort Myers. <laughs> I used to too. Man. The culture here, I don't like. Like what? Yeah, what you, you got the redneck shit, but you know, like, but still, there's some cool people here, man. Oh, definitely some cool people, but also it's a beautiful place it is beautiful it's paradise yeah, I mean course. it really is I, yeah, yeah. I never get tired of the palm trees and the water <laughs> yeah, yeah natural Florida yeah sure. Yeah, yeah for sure but this brings me up well, I had one yeah. of these cards on here I don't know why what prompted me to write this one, have this one but it was if, if money equals time uh, and we measured wealth in how much of your uh, time that you're enjoying huh. then who would be richer you know someone who's doing what we're doing with a little house mm-hmm. or a lawyer with three houses who gets to go on these crazy vacations but works 80 hours a week right yeah. So it's like, as well, wealth to me is time. Money is time. That's all you're doing is you're trading your time to not have to spend the time, you know, to have enough money to get by for a certain amount of time. People yeah. save that up to retirement. Now my time is all mine. Yeah. So we're basically trading our time for the idea right. of being able to do what we want in the time that we're off. And yeah. if we like what we're doing that we're trading for, yeah. playing music, yeah. and it might not be love it because, like you said, I'd rather be playing my own songs. Yeah. Or, or, you don't do any of that? I do some of my own stuff, yeah. Some originals but, here and there. But I, what I hate though is when I play my own stuff. That's something I think you know. I think I really think it's good, and you get no response. And it's not because it's not good. It's because people don't know it. They're not there for you anyway. They're, so yeah. it just kind of makes You're me like I don't want to. I don't want to. It just makes yeah. me almost angry. You're just like, part just of the staff. <laughs> but I really do play. I play a lot of. But I don't have the that's same problem. If I play a cover that they yeah. don't know or don't like, I don't care because I don't write it. I just feel yeah. like, ah. You know, yeah, but, but you take it. You take it personal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a weird. Of course, thing. yeah. 
Also, if I'm playing like with Meg, if yeah. we play covers, I'm much more comfortable because at least we like we can say, yeah, that's good. Who cares? But by myself, it's a little different. It's like yeah, what you're doing. You're and also, we write songs for different instrumentations that on the acoustic. Um, you can strum through it like I do mm-hmm. with other people's music that I play. Yeah, but, you know, like bands that are really like I love Radiohead. You can't pick take new Radiohead songs and turn them into strummy songs. They will not be the same. It's impossible. Same yeah. with New Flame of Lips. And I like bands like that. Right. But yeah. But you can't turn into a strummy song. It has to yeah. be done that has, way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So people ask, play your favorite. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I hate that. You wouldn't like it anyway. <laughs> you, would, you would not like. You wouldn't like. Of, it. Like honest, like, I mean, I could lie to you and play something, that, but yeah, I hate it when people ask me to play what I like because I was like, you know, this. What they're I trying like to be is, nice, and I they're trying to be nice. Yeah, I know they play are. Play your favorite. My favorite. Like, I get it. It's all from goodwill, but it's. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your favorite? Going home, packing. Up, yeah, with the fucking car. <laughs> yeah, no radio on, just driving, just listening to the wind. So that's why I like playing with George Lewis because George Lewis was, was always just a happy person. So yeah. people go out play your favorite, and he would just play what he was going to play next, and just be yeah. like, "Got you, man!" And just go into what he was going to do next. Like that's just genius. Why do I let it have to answer? Or be like, people yeah. come up and be like, "Play this," and be like, "I don't know that." How about some Pearl Jam, which wouldn't be related at all? And I'm like, "What?" And they go, "Oh, I love Pearl Jam." Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sitting there like, I don't know. I don't play that. Why don't you play it? Because I don't like it. Yeah. Why don't you play Jimmy Buffett? Because Jimmy Buffett sucks. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. I'm running a different kind of show here. <laughs> Somebody told me I was on American once when I said like Jimmy Buffett. You got to draw the line at some things, you know? <laughs> it was a young kid, though. I was like, I don't think you even know any Jimmy Buffett songs. I could just tell you this next one is. You just heard that he's, a, you know, you heard that somewhere. <laughs> this is one of his B-sides. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Buffett B-sides. <laughs> it's called Call the Police. <laughs> How far along is that uh, whole... Man, it's not. Project. It's the Jimmy Buffett Margarita. Yeah, yeah Margarita. Coming to Fort Myers. So to go back to what you, what you were talking about, like with hours, it's it's basically quantity over quality. Quality or quantity? What what do you want? You know, if you want quality of life, you know. I think if you're not if you're doing don't something, spin all the time. You, you know, if you're your happy, life, it's yeah. quality. Quantity is not everything. You know, quantity. Oh, absolutely. Quantity is like having three houses and in cars and and just to have all this money. And then you get addicted to the consumption, but then like, right? Yeah, but you're not. Yeah, you're not like enjoying. You're a slave to your possessions. Yeah, exactly. you're a slave to your possessions. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like just be happy and and, and don't work yourself to the bone. Live life. And no one needs three houses. You can rent any no. house you want What's for the purpose? You're going to be a, 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 you know. It's just time. gluttony. It's gluttony. Yeah. It is, and also it's just a weird thing to me that people that we live in a society where people own three and four houses. And, and we have people that live on the streets, um, yeah. millions of them. And, um, and I'm not saying that people should give their houses to the homeless. That's a, that's a, a, a very far-leaning left idea that you know, has been pitched around. Well, what about these houses? Oh, man. No, you, just can't, them. you can't let the homeless people live in Malibu. Oh, that, man, that, shit, that shit in California? Oh, yeah. my God. That shit made me fucking lose my shit. I was like, are you kidding me right now? I was like, this government... Like, went through, like, they legalized marijuana, and they said, this is going to solve all our problems with taxes. And what do they do? They fucking drove the taxes up even higher. So where the fuck is this marijuana money at? Where is that going? What has that done? They have the biggest homeless population in yeah. ever, in record history, historically, ever. It's, well, uh, yeah, it's insane, dude. Like, and then they, and then they go, hey, has anybody got like an extra room? You can let somebody come just come to your house. This is like, a, a, this is the government <laughs> issuing this, asking people to let strangers into their home. The this is their solution. This is their solution. <laughs> I mean, my friend was just, just got back from LA. He bought he bought uh, some roses and uh, some chocolates because of the fucking Valentine's Day for his mother. Two hundred dollars. He's like. Hmm. 
$200 for a, a, a small thing of roses in, in a little box of chocolates. The taxes out there, wow. out. It's just like, how do they expect anyone to survive and live? It's like, what? It is crazy. <laughs> they're like, hey, can you it. let some people come stay at your house? Well, because we, we were looking up moving to Colorado or just looking into it, how much it would cost moving to Colorado. It's like, what? It's like, for this house, you're going to pay $600,000, you know. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Dude. It's so corrupt. My buddy Santiago has to live because he's a a, a restaurant manager right outside of Aspen. So he has to live in basically government subsidized housing. All the servers there do. And he's like, it's not bad. It's not a bad place to live. It's not, you know, but it's government subsidized because nobody in those ski towns can afford to live there. That's why Hunter S. Thompson ran for sheriff in Aspen. Yeah. 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 They just push, they just push the prices up at everything. And I mean, the taxes is, it's, it's insane. It's like, what? How do you expect anyone to survive? It's crazy. It's sad. And, like, and it's happening here. Pe- people, they don't give people's a shit. rents are going up at $800 a month here in Fort Myers. They're like, yeah, pinch a tent out here in the street. They all have jobs. These people are going to work and living in tents. They're not all like jobless. They're like they're living in tents and have a fucking 40 hour week job. They can't afford it. That's commendable. I mean, but they, I mean, but, they got to eat. You but, know, I mean, we got to They're not going to handle We got to do something about that. It's, like, it's giving horrific. them a house and mail a room in Malibu. It's, still, is one, it's like a complete government do, fail. It's like that's the like. I mean, it's corruption. It's obviously corruption. The money is there to fix these problems. It's just greed, and these people are are stealing the fucking money and in, in, in power there in the government. They're not. They're not distributing the funds. So kind of like the drug war, they have a vested interest in not yeah. solving the problem. Yeah, exactly. Vested interest is yeah. not solving the problem, dude. Absolutely, dude. And it's just like... And they say every time... Criminal, every, man. Every it's criminal. The amount of wealth dude. in the stock market goes more high, the higher and higher percentage. Yeah. And um, more percentage of the wealth gets sucked right up into the top. And um, I'm not sure exactly like how do you stop that from happening and that's that's why they say a lot of people are going toward li- looking at other forms of government like well maybe democracy isn't working because it's not working for us yeah. but it's not democracy not the problem it's it's a, the capitalism that's not being checked because you can have like communists you can have a like China is a democracy no no I'm sorry they're not they're communists yeah they're communist authoritarian but they're also capitalist so capitalism yeah and you know we can do a form of socialism but still have democracy we don't have to be they don't really have democracy they assume they no they don't they no, have no, capitalism I meant, I, meant say, I meant to say that they have Capital, capitalism now. they, they, capitalism, they and absolutely don't have they're still communist party but they have <laughs> capitalism now yeah but it's still a heavily socialized capitalism yeah. right like they have to I mean we don't really have democracy but we have representatives yes yeah, we have freedom of speech. Yeah, sort of. And we can have. We guns. gotta get to, still fight for that constantly. It well, because, well, because, well, because they're now the tech companies are using their hatred to the right, which is the yeah. woke movement yeah. is supporting censoring them, which is bullshit. Mm-hmm. You don't support anybody, and that's just what America stands for. We don't support. I don't care if I don't agree with you. Yeah. There was Jews fighting for the right for um, for Kate Klansman to speak, because uh, and what was the group that is the ACUL? ACLU. ACLU, yeah. And, yeah. They, and they, in the past, have fought for like the rights of white supremacists to speak because yeah. they stand for the right to, of freedom, not because they agree with them. And they yeah. said, because if we get the government to say they can't speak, when are they going to tell us we can't speak? And yeah. that's the, how it works. Right. And that's what's happening now. You're, there's some people on the right. Don't think they can't come to the left, motherfuckers. Like yeah. you need to realize this is serious. We don't sign. We don't silence people. Yeah. And Twitter's a private company. Facebook's a private company. But when they get <coughs> that much power and what they're and the messages that are going out, they, they don't get to go by private rules anymore. I feel like that they have to go by yeah. freedom of speech rules and constitutional. Uh, yeah, rules. that's that's what's going on. I mean, YouTube's like totally like um, censoring and like all kinds of stuff. Like it's only things they don't agree with. That's yeah, what's fucked and up. No, and that's censorship. It's it's, it's uh, if you if you do a yeah. thing about it, and I'm not saying I'm taking but one it's, side it's another, a private but platform. If you were to say, yeah, it's their prerogative, right? It's they can they have the they have the right to do that because it's their platform. 
And that that's that's an issue right now. They're trying to figure out how we can implement this into the Constitution because now it's so, such a part of society and it's gone bigger. And we're not we're just trying to grasp our heads well, around how all this social media's work because we're the first. I mean, this is a new thing and just it's it's embedded in the society now. It's just got to figure out how to, you know, regulate it. And so it's right. You know, it's not controlled. But you know, how do you do that? Well, the thing is, if you think about it, our whole system was designed yeah. hundreds of years ago. It's net, There's no way it's ready for what's happening with technology right now. I mean, there has to be some updates. So fast. I mean, they, they <laughs> you said, know, like, we, have, we have anti-monopoly laws to yeah. stop no, monopolies. I mean, this podcast is about updates. But they said, how do you, how do yeah. you stop a, a, something like Facebook from being a monopoly when it's not charging its customers? Its customers are actually its product is the people on it. So it, so we just have no system that's prepared to, to make a decision on this. It doesn't know how to handle it. So it's like, well, it just keeps going. So now you have four, the four big Facebook, Amazon, Google, Apple, and they're going to run fucking everything. And they're solely like, I mean, was it Amazon just bought World Market? They're buying grocery chains. Yeah. They're going to fucking, they're going to probably, the, we watch FedEx and uh, UPS will end up getting grabbed up. Uh, they're going to start controlling everything. And that's when you have a problem, when you have yeah. corporations that are so powerful that no matter where you work, it's somehow directly related <laughs> to them. And how did Amazon market it? In a commercial, like I run a small business, and because of Amazon, I'm able to operate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, so you're appealing to people like me? Because for a second, I was like, yeah. oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You do help small business. Like, wait, 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 you're getting sucked into their bullshit. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, small businesses are using them because they have to, and they're yeah. making less money selling. Oh, it's right. like a monopolization it's going on. Up. Yeah, yeah. He's going to control everything, you know. So 286 billion is not enough, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. And also, that's a glitch in capitalism, right? <laughs> oh, it's criminal. There's no way that one person could be worth, what? even even a billion's a lot, but. Two hundred billion? No, 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 no. That can't be right. Nope, it, it is. It's a sad thing. And it actually, is, Elon Musk, I believe, yeah. passed him this year. These fuckers would rather build spaceships and blow up rockets and shit. Well, it's cool though. Yeah. I mean, it is cool. It's cool that they can do that. But shit, I mean, they got enough money to they could like. I mean, if they really want to go down to history, like they could save the dude. fucking planet with that money, dude. They could, but I, I was listening to a podcast <laughs> and, and still have a lot of money. <laughs> I was listening to this podcast. This guy had an interesting point though. A lot of people don't realize how much a billion dollars. Oh no, I'm, <laughs> well, I've said that before. Why doesn't the Amazon start yeah, buying? I feel like Amazon? it's like a. People say billion so much, and they kind of lost grasp of how much actually one billion is to a million dollars. It's fucking astronomically it's, different. What's a million? <laughs> it's like in time increments. You've heard of this before. It's a like, thousand million dollars. It's like, okay, so let's say, so the base way to like wrap your head around it is like, okay, uh, time increments. It's like you get $100,000, you get to live for like a day. You get a million dollars, you get to live for three days. And you get a billion dollars, you can live for 30 days. That's like the difference between. I think it would be ten days, a hundred days, and a thousand days, right? Is it a thousand? It's probably even more than that, then. Yeah. Because so a, a million is. Wait, I'm getting. So it'll be three years. No, no, it'd be longer than three years. That'd be like fucking a, ten years. A billion is a thousand millions. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then a trillion is a thousand billions. Thousand million. Yeah. And <laughs> and you have a guy that's worth a quarter of that. I mean, he's a quarter trillion. Actually, I think, I think <laughs> Elon Musk might be half of that now. It's and we like, have a co- we have a company that's it's worth criminal. a trillion. Amazon's about it worth two trillion. The money, I mean, it's just it's just. It's, but we, it snowballs. Not once you're worth this much, it's easy to just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it affects the markets too, as far as it does. Know, that's why it screws up everything. Yeah. It, it's. Yeah. And again, I don't think our, our current system isn't set up to fix it. To and go, they, and you can know, only have this amount of money, you know. They, and we've allowed money to flow into our politics. Because that's un-American, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you can't say that. You can't. You can Like, it's capitalism. That's They're, they're killing it. 
<laughs> Literally. But yeah, but as far as like the, the leaving just um, nothing but bones in their path is <laughs> scorched earth policy. Going all the way to Mars, baby. I've, I've said with what you're saying, like, why don't they help fix the earth? Amazon yeah. named their company Amazon. Yeah. And they could literally buy yeah. half the Amazon. Yeah. And right. Preserve it. And preserve it where it never had to be. Because they're saying it. we're at the tipping point of the Amazon. That was just like, oh yeah, you know, that's, like, yeah. That's a big deal. There's a, there was a clock of like uh, how every minute, every minute, how many acres are being cut down or something. Yeah. That's a terrifying thought. That you know, like all those just, plants, seventy five percent of those plants in the Amazon are indigenous. They're from other places because of old cultures and societies from millions of years. It's been brought over, and like they've done like. Uh, research on it yeah it's crazy you know we have orchids from the Amazon yeah. in the Everglades that they come in on hurricanes so really the seeds come in on hurricanes the seeds get yeah. through the hurricanes wow that's yeah, crazy it's pretty wild but they so say, that's indigenous I mean with storms and all that stuff but they said like yeah native. there's only 25% of the plants are native to South America the rest are all from all over the world hmm. different parts of the world they're like how the shit probably storm seeds could have blown it in I mean talking millions of years of Storms, man. Yeah. You know, they eat seeds. If they blow in the wind like that, then I'm spores sure. And spores seeds. and steeds. Yeah, yeah. And force winds. and Yeah. 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 Um, but also, I was listening to something interesting about the uh, the, the space program. Someone was, someone was saying, basically, like if you think about it, we're an extension of the Earth. We all evolved from you know, yeah. lower species. And essentially, flying a rocket into space is us trying the Earth trying to impregnate space. So, like, so maybe maybe this is actually all part of the, mm. of the whole process that, you know, because... I mean, who knows? It was an interesting yeah. thought I thought about. It's like, you know, I never thought about it as a pot. I always thought yeah. it as like, what are you doing trying to create life on Mars? We need right. to fix it down here. Yeah. Maybe it's we're trying to spread. And the Earth's going to be fine, by the way. Yeah. If, we, if, we, if we colonize Mars and the Earth dies it'll, and it kills the, us that's killing it, it'll regroup and yeah. new species will evolve. And millions of years later, there will be yeah. more life. Until the sun swallows everything up. Well, eventually yeah. that happens. I try not to think about that as well, yeah. depressing. Yeah, I mean, it's going to Because stars die. Way yeah. so many generations. Oh, yeah. Game, baby, tells his daughter, it's like, well, eventually the sun will burn out and all die. It's like, yeah. His daughter's yeah. like, oh, what? It's like, oh, that, that'll be after you and everybody no, is dead. Yeah. That'll really burn out. It's going to kind of, kind of explode, really. Yeah. yeah, my son showed me a map of the entire universe. It's like a global sphere-like map, and it's basically, I don't know how they mapped it out, but it's like the interview, the, the entire universe. It's like a shape like a sphere, and it's like, there's like these little dark areas. The one on the very end there, and then in the middle of the entire universe is just gases and just shit, like, floating through there. Like, And there's one big, huge, like... What do you call the stars? A mega star? No. Like Black star? Supernova. Supernova. There's a supernova in the center of the, in the universe. Like a supernova. And then it's just all this gas. And so there's these little tiny dark spots on one side and the other side. But it's connected. It's around. That's why the space is infinite because it's a sphere. There's, it's like, there's no edges to it. It just bends. Who knows? Yeah, well, this yeah, is but they, they, this is all theories. And math yeah, and I don't know if it's. I mean, like they haven't seen it with a telescope. They've just drawn it out. Math they've drawn. They've done it. They send some kind of signals out, and they've got like some sort of like map of it. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I can show you the the link to it. They can't even. We can't. But they're showing us. We can't even figure out how we're doing it, that. It's just a uh, you know, it's so vast and so massive. It's like, and we just live in this one little fragile part that just can sustain life. I mean, it's so. And it's hard, like just a little section of the universe that galaxies can exist in. It's and crazy. the rest of it's just gas and chaos. And uh, apparently uh, the, uh, the rule of entropy is that eventually we'll go right back to chaos. That everything yeah. Will... Well, that thing in the it's middle, just so full circle. That, yeah. that, that, that supernova could expand and, you know, 
just I was fuck it, and it just wipe it all out and start over again, you know. And then the, what was all this about? And I, you know, I, yeah. I, I think about that a lot. Do you think about how often do you think about death? This is something on. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm spiritual, you know, as far as like that goes, and and um, I think about it a lot, you know, and it's like but it's not every week, every day, every probably a couple times a week, a couple times on a week. average, you know, easily. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like <laughs> probably every, every day usually. Sometimes some more, maybe. Like, it depends on what's going on in my life, but. <laughs> I think about it a lot. And it, and you I do? Just, I don't know how to wrap my oh, head around oh, it. it kind you're of, not at peace with it, man? Like, I, no. Oh, see? But I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not also not like super freaked out. Like, yeah. but it does, sometimes it bothers me. Cause it? I'm, but it's not more than that. It's also what's the point of this? But not just the point of what's my life. What's my mom's life? What's my friend's life? What's the point of drugs being legal? If I get it right, well, eventually we're all going to die anyway. What's the it, point? Was there any point of anything that we were doing? Yeah. And you start getting cynical like that, right? Yeah, just, well, you know, listen, you're, you're compassionate, and this it's all compassion driven. You just want to see a better world, and you care. You know, and that's why you're doing what you're doing. You know, don't stray from that. No, and I'm not going to. But it's I just I, I go down these little rabbit holes yeah. in my brain about existence. Oh, sure. And like, then what's I have the to point say, of you know, all of it? Stop thinking about it and just get yeah. high and go enjoy playing a song. And then I'm yeah. done Right, right. It's the people that can't get past that end up hanging themselves and shooting themselves. Like, I, and and like I, what's I, the point of life? And, you know, yeah. like, you get in that mindset. I thought about you that. Know? You're so afraid of yeah. death that you kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't take thinking about death anymore. <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? Yeah. 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 Oh, I just have anxiety of the the means. It's not oh. about I have I'm okay with not existing at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like uh, you ever have an episode of sleep apnea? No. Oh man. Oh, you wake up in the middle of the night, can't like, breathe. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I don't even I'm not even aware of it consciously. Like when I wake up, I just I just have this feeling like every once in a while, like I'm drowning. You know, I wake up panicking, trying catching my breath. Yeah, you know, like that would be a scary way to die. I think drowning, or drowning, being, or suffocating. Yeah, yeah, consciously losing oxygen, just like struggling for that. It's just it's very uh, panic-inducing. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think I think I'd like to jump out of airplane because because the whole thing would be fun until the last second. But yeah. even though you know it's coming, it's just letting go and be like, I'm just gonna do this. Oh, so like, if, you're, if you're gonna. I'd let go. Uh, <laughs> what the best way to die? Jumping out of an airplane. Yeah, I think that might be my favorite. I mean, the Big easiest, easiest way is gonna it, it, most likely it's probably gonna be a shotgun, just because I'm gonna get lazy at the end. And I'll be like, you know what? Time yeah, there's something to be said for expediency there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hunter, I, 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 that's kind of yeah. That was Hunter S. Thompson's whole thing was he always had he had that gun. I think it was I'm not sure if it was a 50 cal, but it was a gun, one of his favorite guns. And he said, "This is my exit strategy." And eventually he did. I think it was a 357. Yeah. Was it 357? Yeah, 50 cal's huge. It yeah. left a big mess. Right, yeah, I wouldn't want to leave like a nasty like. Well, shotgun's gonna leave a lot. Right, I mean that's. Nothing. I would think about like my you know, family and. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't want do them it. to I see me do it like in my that. house. Did you notice yeah. that? The, yeah, the, it's, it's too messy. Kurt Cobain's yeah. the, the crime scene, or yeah. you know what called yeah. the uh, the scene. Shot he wasn't. He wasn't. They are saying it was. It was a scene. You <laughs> crime against humanity. He wasn't uh, thinking of others. But the the, uh, the photos that were eventually released, like none of them included his head. No. You know, it was just you saw jeans and sneakers, and that was it. Yeah. No, we couldn't show that. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, so, shotgun is nasty. No, I've, I've thought about this, and I want to say, if my mom's listening, listen, I thought about it just because I get bored. You know, <laughs> thinking about life, I would never do this. But right. I thought about what would I do if I found out I had a, a deadly, you know, something that I'll be dead in two months, it'll be very painful, and I knew I had to do something about it, and I don't live in Oregon where I could just go to a doctor and get morphine. I go, I got to handle this. <laughs> Kayak way out with my shotgun, peaceful, watch the sunset, and then just... 
Yeah. Do it there. Oh, I thought about the kayak too, man. I've totally thought about the kayak. And then we got sharks to clean up the mess. Yeah. Yeah. No Just tip over. Instant chum. Yeah. 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 Just back into the world, you know? That's a good way to, you know. And I would probably do some drugs. I'm out there to soften the whole experience, you know. I know how I want to be buried when I die. I want to be buried like in just one of those boxes that's uh, biodegradable. And like just back into the earth. There's a there's a company. No, doing I don't want to. I don't want a grave site. There's or a company doing that now. Yeah. That you can I want to like plant, plant a tree over me, man. Plant a tree over you and yeah. Get a that's wasp. the way I'm. That that's is what I want to do. I want to go ocean. back into the earth. That's how I want to do it. You should detoxify, yeah. apparently, though. Right. Because like, yeah, the human body, body right, accumulates. If, so if many I have shit, yeah, exactly. I mean, hopefully, I mean, hopefully, I'll be a nice old guy that just. With all my blood's clean and there's no narcotics in me. You're going to have a mercury. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's going to be. I guess there's a a way they do it. There's a process, I'm sure, an embalming process before they put you in the ground. They could probably solve that issue. uh, Because they can pull all the fluids out of you, you know. Some years ago. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they would do. A woman that invented a, a, a shroud to be buried in is impregnated with mushroom spores. and She didn't oh, mention yeah. the species. Neat. Yeah, that's it, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's designed to just, you just put the body in there and, and then prime just, back it's impregnated with these spores. and Yeah, it, perfect. Yeah. So there's no point in preserving us with the, the way that they, they do it with the graveyards. And also, all that yeah. land... Is I don't need a plaque, man. People. You like, know, Dan Collin had a whole thing about that. He's like, what are we doing with all these graveyards? Build houses for the homeless. Can yeah. you think about it? If we buried everybody that's ever lived, if they each had their own dedicated plot, there would be no room for the living eventually. Yeah. Right. It's stupid. Yeah. The, the, the graveyard, I mean, it's just... I guess I'm saying this on record since I don't have a will. Now you yeah. know. If anything, okay. cremated. I'm fine with it. Oh, okay. Cremated. I don't want to be buried beside somebody that was used to, that the family knew cremated. Yeah. Cremated, That's what all my family Dummy done. wherever like, the well, hell you think you want to dummy. My last two people I've lost in my family have been cremated. <laughs> Take me out to the range and strap some tannerite to my chest. <laughs> so what? Tannerite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it blows up when you yeah, shoot it. Yeah. yeah, feed me to a dog shelter. I don't, you know, like, so the dog's got to eat. You know, fuck it, chop me. That's up. a little dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. It's I'm dead. What the fuck do I care? <laughs> who's gonna want that? Who's gonna want that dog afterwards, though? I mean, or the swine. <laughs> I'm not going to waste. I don't. You know, it's like going back. You know, no, it's, it's, I get what you're saying for sure, but yeah, it's, it's a creepy thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my own dog to eat me just because I love him so much. <laughs> you just be together forever. I've seen him take he just puts you out. Just think about where you'd end up afterwards. Who's my dad? <laughs> Don't touch that shit. Ashes oh. to ashes. Well, we, we kind of covered a lot. I was going to say we, yeah. could, we, we can get some food I'm going to cook. I'm making mushroom, oh, yeah? mushroom pie. That's awesome. Mushroom taco pie. It's yeah, like got lion's mushroom mean, taco shiitake, pie. Mataki, and uh, king trumpet. Wow. Yeah. I throw it up and it's ready to go. Full of B vitamins and all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I always got peppers and onions and garlic. Yummy. Stuff like that. So, all right. Well, it was awesome right. to be. Hey, thanks hey, for having me thanks back. Thanks for being back on. Yeah, yeah man. Cheers. It was always Thank a pleasure, man. Cheers, guys. Definitely. That was a blast. All right. Peace out. All right. Peace, Nicks. Thanks for listening to the anniversary episode. As always, if you like what we're doing, go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Peace on Drugs. And don't forget, go to SugarCali.com if you want to try a hemp cigarette that doesn't taste like shit. Put in the offer code PEACE, P-E-A-C-E, 15. Get 15% off. Thanks for listening. Here's some Twiggy Branches.
Yeah. 